Hello, I'm Sean Gilligan, and in this week's episode, we're going to talk about leading from afar, best practices for managing remote teams. In the past few years, remote work has seen a significant increase in adoption due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And in response to the pandemic, many companies have been forced to adopt remote work policies to ensure the safety of their employees. This has accelerated the shift towards remote work. Many companies have found that it can be just as effective, if not more so, than the traditional office-based work. As a result, many companies have continued to allow remote work even after the pandemic subsides. Remote work offers advantages both to employers and employees. For employers, they can see an increase in productivity because people are better able to focus without the distractions of the traditional office. And there's lower overhead costs, so employers can save on expensive office space and utilities. There's also access to a wider pool of talent where remote work allows employers to hire the best candidates, irrespective of their location. And you get improved employee morale and retention because of a better work-life balance. Uh, Staff can often be happier in their jobs, and this leads to higher retention rates. And for employees, there's key benefits. Remote workers have more control over their schedule and can often balance work and personal lives more effectively. There's also the reduced commute time, which saves time and money. Remote work allows employees to take jobs that would not be available to them if they were required to be in the office. And again, remote workers are often more satisfied with their jobs due to a better work-life balance. Now, there are challenges when it comes to managing remote staff. Without the ability to communicate and collaborate face-to-face, remote teams can struggle to stay connected and aligned. And remote managers may struggle to ensure that their team members are productive and meeting deadlines without the ability to physically observe their work. Remote workers may feel isolated and disconnected from their colleagues, and this can lead to a decrease in job satisfaction and motivation. And remote teams have a harder time building trust and relationships with one another, which can lead to issues when it comes to collaboration. Without the ability to physically observe employees, managers may struggle to evaluate their performance and provide feedback. And there's also issues when it comes to compliance and the governance of policies and procedures when it comes to the running of a business or an organisation. Setting specific measurable goals for remote workers is essential for ensuring that they are productive and meeting expectations. Identifying specific measurable goals that remote workers could strive towards, such as sales targets, customer satisfaction ratings and task completion rates are crucial. It's important that managers and leaders clearly communicate what remote workers are expected to deliver and by when to ensure that they understand their responsibilities and are held accountable for their work. Leaders must clearly outline the expectations of how remote workers should communicate with their colleagues and managers and how often scheduling regular meetings or check-ins to discuss progress, provide feedback and address issues as they may arise. Managers must also identify opportunities for remote workers when it comes to new skills and career advancement. And it's important to implement a system for tracking progress and measuring performance, such as project management tools or performance review software. A lot of this can be challenging in a remote environment. Utilising technology to facilitate collaboration is becoming increasingly important in today's fast-paced business environment. With the rise of remote work, virtual teams and globalised business operations, technology is playing a critical role in connecting people, sharing information and fostering teamwork. 
One key way technology is facilitating collaboration is through the use of cloud-based collaboration tools. These tools allow teams to share documents, collaborate on projects and communicate with each other in real time. Popular examples include Google Workspace, Microsoft Teams, Slack, Watch and Learn and SoundBranch. Another way technology is facilitating collaboration is through the use of video conferencing software with tools like Zoom, Google Meet and virtual event platforms like Event Anywhere, where team members can have face-to-face meetings and presentations, even if they're thousands of miles apart. Virtual team building is important because it helps to foster a sense of connection and community amongst team members who may not be able to meet in person. It is essential for virtual teams to establish trust, effective communication and a shared sense of purpose in order to get work done effectively. Planning virtual team building activities can help team members to bond and to get to know each other better. Examples include virtual happy hours, online game nights or virtual scavenger hunts. Scheduling regular virtual coffee breaks can give team members an opportunity to catch up informally and discuss non-work related topics. This can help to build relationships and create a more relaxed, friendly atmosphere amongst team members. Establishing a virtual mentoring program can help team members to share their skills and experiences with one another. This can be especially useful for newer team members who can benefit from the guidance and support of more experienced co-workers. Setting up virtual team challenges can be a fun way to promote teamwork and build camaraderie amongst team members. Examples include virtual fitness challenges, virtual cooking competitions and virtual escape rooms. Hosting virtual team building workshops can help to improve communication, collaboration and problem solving skills. Examples include virtual communication skills training, virtual collaboration workshops and virtual problem solving workshops too. I now want to turn our attention to micromanaging versus outcome-based management when it comes to managing remote teams in a hybrid work environment. Micromanaging is a management style in which managers closely monitor and control the work of their subordinates. This style is characterised by managers closely monitoring their team's progress, frequently checking in on work, often at the expense of giving employees the autonomy to work independently. Micromanaging can lead to employees feeling demotivated, undervalued and stressed, which can negatively impact on their work quality and their productivity. On the other hand, outcome-based management is a style of management in which managers focus on achieving specific goals and outcomes rather than closely monitoring the day-to-day activities of their team. This management style is characterised by setting goals, providing the necessary resources and support and giving employees the autonomy to work independently to achieve those goals. Outcome-based management empowers employees to take ownership of their work and make decisions that align with the overall goals of the team. Outcome-based management allows employees to feel more in control of their work, which can lead to increased motivation, engagement and productivity. This type of management style also allows for more flexibility and creativity as employees are not constrained by rigid rules and procedures. Additionally, outcome-based management can lead to better communication and collaboration as team members are more likely to share ideas, take initiative and contribute towards success. Recognising and rewarding success is an important aspect of any management strategy and when employees feel that their hard work and achievements are acknowledged and rewarded, they're more likely to be motivated, engaged and productive. One of the ways that we praise staff at Web Anywhere within a remote setting is we host a all-hands live meeting every Monday 
And during that meeting, managers can come onto the live stage and give special praise to members of staff to recognise them. There's also shout outs that happen in the moderated chat. Another way that I will praise staff is when they do their debrief on the public timeline, I might reply with a short voice note saying, well done. Equally, I might send them a private one-to-one chat message, uh, either as a video or a voice note to say how much I appreciate their efforts. When you're managing remote staff, you've got to respect work boundaries, but also allow flexibility when it comes to remote workers' schedules. An example of this is I've got a number of part-time mums that work in my education division. And instead of interrupting them, I'll send a voice note. They can then reply on their schedule when it suits them. This asynchronous communication allows the communication and collaboration to happen but on a more flexible basis. And this allows for an inclusive and diverse workforce where working mums can accommodate not just their personal obligations, but the work schedule as and when needed. And asynchronous communication, including screencasts, video messages and voice notes are also really useful when you've got distributed teams over multiple time zones. Instead of staying up late at night or really early in the morning, having to get up for a video call, you can send a screencast, a video message or a voice note and allow that flexibility. It's important to encourage social interaction amongst remote workers. And again, at WebAnywhere, the way we do this is through our virtual coffees. Um, On the Watch and Learn platform, tables and chairs are set up and individuals can spontaneously turn up at different tables and chairs and informally talk about non-work related matters. Whilst often the conversation is about non-work related matters, inevitably work does get discussed. And sometimes the ideas and the conversation in these informal meetings are better than the more formal scheduled video conference calls. So it's just a great way of building bridges and getting people talking. In conclusion, managing a remote workforce requires a different approach. You've got to utilise new technology and asynchronous communication is a big part of this to allow for flexible work schedules. So using screencasts, video messages and voice notes so that you're not overly reliant on email, you're not overly reliant on video calls. It's important for managers and leaders in a remote setting to provide autonomy and flexibility and to encourage those social interactions with things such as virtual coffees. You've also got to respect remote workers' boundaries and work schedules and provide that regular feedback and recognise and reward success. Most importantly, you've got to avoid micromanaging and focus on outcome-based management. As remote work becomes increasingly prevalent, it is important for employers to implement effective remote work practices in order to maximise productivity and the satisfaction of their remote workforce. Future directions for remote work management include continued use of technology to facilitate collaboration, the development of virtual team building activities and the creation of virtual communities for remote workers. I lead a distributed workforce at WebAnywhere and with employees working remotely from all over the world. I know that it's important to foster a sense of connection and collaboration amongst my employees despite the physical distance between us. I also know that in-person water cooler conversations are a valuable source of ideas, problem solving and building a strong company culture. To achieve this goal, I've introduced Watch and Learn into my business. The tool allows employees to use video breakout rooms for spontaneous conversations and to listen to voice notes, screencasts and video messages 
for all other staff. This tool is the closest thing to an in-person water cooler conversation. With Watch and Learn, my employees can drop into a video breakout room for a quick chat with their colleagues, just like they would if they were working in an office. They can also listen to voice notes and watch screencasts and video messages from other staff members, which helps to build a culture of transparency and trust within the company. Thanks to Watch and Learn, and obviously some good remote management, my employees feel more connected and engaged with their colleagues despite the distance between us. And because they've got more opportunities to share ideas and collaborate, they're able to solve problems and generate new ideas more effectively. I'd strongly recommend that people check out Watch and Learn and give it a try for themselves. Head over to watchandlearn.io to learn more and sign up for your free account. Thank you for listening to the Sean Gilligan podcast and this episode on leading from afar. Best practices for managing remote teams. If you've enjoyed it, do share on social media and subscribe. And until next time, thanks for listening and bye for now.